0: Hi, I'm Kenzie Feld, producer and co-host of McGowan Brabender's podcast channel, Side Effects. In a world of flashy resumes, lengthy cover letters, and millions of LinkedIn profiles, MB's recruiting coordinator, Lauren Hem knows how to navigate the choppy waters of staffing to bring Magowan Braybender the best and brightest employees. With stellar communication skills, organization, confidence, and HR knowledge, Lauren believes in the power of human capital. Following Steve Jobs' advice, it doesn't make sense to hire smart people and tell them what to do. You need to hire smart people so they can tell you what to do. Without further delay, let's welcome Lauren to the show.
1: I'm Scott McGowan. I'm Kenzie Fell. And I'm Anne-Marie Singleton. Now, I think even
2: for our listeners, too, I think what's important is um, we might be right. We might be wrong, but one thing is we're not afraid.
0: Our goal is to get you to think about things a little differently. And we're unscripted. We just have free reign
1: for 20 minutes. Welcome to Side Effects with an A. Welcome to Side Effects.
0: Hello. How are you, Anne-Marie? Hi. Great. How are you, Kenzie? Wonderful. Awesome. And we have a great guest here today, Lauren Hem, our oh. recruiting coordinator. Hello, everyone. Hi Lauren. Hi. We're so excited to have you here today. Yes very excited.
1: Yeah thanks for joining us. So we're going to talk about Human Capital today where you spend your days and nights trying to help us recruit excellent talent at Magoan Braibender. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah so Lauren let's just jump right in. Tell us a little bit about your background and how did you land this position at Magoan Braybender. Okay, so my background
2: is I was a um, preschool teacher prior to my role here at McOwen, very part-time, um, and how I landed this position is probably my number one tip to all employees out there or candidates, people actively looking for jobs, was networking. Mm. So I actually saw Anne-Marie and our other business development Representative uh, Sarah Skina at a TEDx event and just happened to work prior uh, to MB with Sarah Skina and um, struck up a conversation and let her know that I was looking for a job. And long story short, and in four interviews later, I received my position at McGowan.
1: Yeah, wow. I remember meeting you that day. We were upstairs and mm-hmm. on a break at TEDx and Sarah introduced me to you in the hallway, and I said, "Who is that? I really like her. Can we (laughs) hire her?" Yeah. Um, I, you know, I didn't know you, but you made such an impression. And Sarah's like, "Hey, I don't know. Funny enough, I didn't know this
2: story. Funny enough, she's looking for a job. But if I had never said anything or even went to the TEDx event, which primarily a lot of employers are, you know, going, Mm -hmm. um, I definitely would not have been here at this point. Which is one of the best things that's ever happened to me. So."
1: So we're very, we're very grateful for that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, your prior experience is um, working in a preschool. Yes. Um, takes a lot of patience, anyone who's ever been around little ones and toddlers. <laughs> and I think that skill set probably is required for your current role as well. So tell us, what makes a great recruiter? So I would say, along
2: with my preschool experience, being patient but also driven, um, makes for a great recruiter. You need to have great communication skills. um, And you also need to be approachable. Um, You definitely need to know your industry. I think one of the best things that um, helps me as a recruiter here is that when I came into McGowan, I worked on the client side. So not only do I know the company in general, but I know a lot about different teams that are involved within um, our company. You know our so business, and you I do know, what know we our do. business. Huge, and I know it from our side as we go in, and then I also know it from visiting the clients and the interaction that we have with them. So that has really helped me. In my role here as a recruiter, yeah,
1: and I'm not sure what other companies do. Um, I'm sure that it's across the board, but I think sometimes people feel like they have to hire in category. They have to have a recruiter come in and fill a recruiting position, um, versus looking for the skill set that makes someone successful in a role. So, mm-hmm. what's your opinion on that? So. Um, For McGowan,
2: we definitely hire for people, for the culture. We feel like the industry is so complicated and always changing. So having a general idea is great, but what we really look for is the people, Mm -hmm. Um, their values, their, um, you know, work ethic, how they work in teams, um, you know, just... Anything that we can do to find out who they are as a person, because we feel like we can teach them our industry, mm-hmm. um, how we at goen handle things as well, because uh, brokers in general handle, you know, their clients differently all across the map. So we really can teach all that. We mm-hmm. just want to make sure that we're bringing in the right people.
0: Right. And so, as you said, your interview process was four interviews. That feels pretty lengthy. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think the purpose of each one is, and why is it important to have multiple rounds, I guess?
2: So it's important because we do work so much in teams here at McGowan. So it's not just the client side, but then you have our financial analytics division that works so closely with our account management team and works so closely with our consultants. And in fact, sometimes if we're having a prospect, we bring them in, on that meeting to even try to gain our clients so it's important um that we have everyone who is going to touch base with that employer yes yes absolutely Mm -hmm. to interview so So
1: multiple interviews include different team members inside of mcgill and absolutely okay and then
2: dependent upon the role they can include leadership you Mm -hmm. know if we have a consultant that's very Um, the face of the company and is out there representing us it's very important to have shareholders and leadership involved um, in that decision Um, you know uh, financial analytics we definitely have an account management team that would be working closely we typically will bring one of them in for an interview Mm -hmm. um, process so
0: I love that I think it's so important you get to meet the CEO and the HR director and when I was hired here I I had my pre-screen with you on the phone Mm -hmm. I met with my two direct managers and then I got to meet with Scott and Suzanne our HR director and our mm-hmm. CEO and I was like this is cool like I get to meet them and they want to get to know me um, before any final decision is made which mm-hmm. is pretty common I think but it just made me feel like extra special too right yeah mm-hmm.
2: I, I think it's a little more uncommon than it is common mm-hmm. of the amount of interviews that we do um, one of the major feedback points that we hear from candidates is that our experience takes so long Mm -hmm. but that is important to us because we do need to have everyone involved Um, and I also think someone in your role Kenzie when you had Scott McGowan uh, interview you that's not very common Mm -hmm. to take it to that that level Mm -hmm. Um, but for us our brand and our culture is so important and you would be representing us so it is It is a step that we're willing to take um, and Scott's willing to take, which is.
1: And we've gotten that feedback multiple times from Mm -hmm. candidates that have joined us and Mm -hmm. those that haven't is, gosh, the process takes a really long time. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand what was taking so long. And Mm -hmm. even though we set it up up front for them to let them know Mm -hmm. this is a lengthy process, it's a little more, you know, more involved than perhaps other things you've done in the past. Um, When we hire specifically for consultants, there's some project work involved, Mm -hmm. and we want to be sure it's a a really good fit. And even though we've gotten that feedback, which I guess you could call it constructive, we've opted not to change that process because in the end, those that do join after they're here say, That was the best thing I could have ever experienced because now I understand, you know, You really get to know what you're getting yourself Mm -hmm. into. Right. Yeah.
2: And that's for external candidates as well as internal. So when Mm -hmm. I came into McGowan, I was working on the client side, and then the recruiting position came open. Mm -hmm. And so, one, you have to ask, is it okay if I even apply, Mm -hmm. and are you eligible for that? And then I had three internal interviews to get my role as a recruiter wow so,
0: and you're already um, you already they hired you already because they liked exactly. you exactly and then, you could and then they're gonna vet role. you even more
2: when you're trying to make an internal switch which i appreciate mm-hmm. i want it to be a great fit for not only yourself but then the company as well
1: right yeah. mm-hmm. so we've got these four interviews um give or take we've got all of these multiple people from different disciplines in the company, some folks who are used to interviewing people and are Mm -hmm. very good at that, others who may not be used to interviewing candidates but are important to be in that process. Mm -hmm. Um, What types of questions are best to ask an applicant? How do we, how do you go about making sure that those that are doing the interview are prepared? So we have a couple things that we do.
2: Um, Typically, uh, we will have interview training on a yearly basis. So Anybody that's been involved in an interview um, will have gone through interview training. If for some reason we have uh, someone that's going to interview and has not gone through that training yet, we will set up a meeting with um, with that employee in HR um, and make sure that they know the highlights, what to do, what not to do, and then as well as our process. So we... Um, go through a behavioral-based interview process. So every single role here at McGowan we have looked at and developed or came up with certain competencies uh, for that role. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we ask behavioral-based questions based on those competencies. And not only do we go in depth for one interview, we do that for, you know, majority of our roles take three interviews. So we have gone through and have done that for three different interview you know, guides. Um, the behavioral-based questions that we're asking are looking for um, their behaviors within a role. So, for example, if we're looking for teamwork, we're going to ask, okay, let us know a, a time when you've been involved with a team. Mm-hmm. What was re- your role on that, and what was the outcome? What were some of the challenges? And then the, that's open-ended questions that it will allow... A, conversation right. to get to know um, them better definitely to get to know yeah. them better mm-hmm. and specifically to get their behaviors within a role mm-hmm.
1: um but i really appreciate the interview guide um, i've been interviewing people for 25 plus years mm-hmm. um, but i appreciate the guide uh, particularly because there are others in the process so we may have six or seven or eight people by the time we're done And everyone had a different experience, even if you're in the same meeting with that particular candidate. And so in order to be fair to both the candidate and also the company, Um, It's really impactful and valuable when we can say, we asked this specific question, here's what we saw when the person answered, or here's the responses that we heard, versus attending the interview and making questions up on the fly. Sometimes you're really on your game, sometimes you're not. And this way, we're all following the same process. Yes,
2: it definitely keeps it consistent. um, And across the board yeah, because mm-hmm. our process can take so long. So it could be two weeks between interviews from one candidate to another. So it definitely keeps it consistent. You can go back, we do a debrief on all interviews. So it's mm-hmm. great to go back and look over your notes and they are the same questions that you would have asked another candidate.
0: Yeah, so Lauren, you and I work very closely on posting updated jobs on our website, um, keeping things updated. W- and we hire for multiple positions, you know, consultants, um, business development reps, FAS analysts, service reps, a little bit of everything. So what exactly do you have a punch list? Or how do you work through each posting that you're creating? And what do you kind of do, I guess, step by step to get prepared for that listing? So. If that makes sense. It, it does <laughs> make sense. But there's a lot involved.
2: So mm. recruiting, we, we work closely with leadership on what's coming up what our budget will be forecasting Mm -hmm. open roles as well as okay we just had somebody have a life change and we're needing to immediately fill a role so we're working in a lot of different buckets um and constantly keeping active on the search Um, when i'm going through the process if i know that i have a forecasted 20 2020 um, job mm-hmm. I'm working what resumes are coming in I have a pipeline um, of resumes people that I've you know talked with that maybe it just wasn't the right fit for that team mm-hmm. but I definitely think oh I keep think them they in would mind.
0: absolutely
2: yep. keep them in mind um, as well as an immediate role that would come open so if an immediate role comes open, we get together with the team. We talk about what they're looking for, what didn't work, why the person's leaving, Mm -hmm. or what they want in a future candidate. Mm -hmm. Um, That's very important um, to do the pre-work, and then during the interview, and then we debrief. That input is so important too. Absolutely. It's very important because, you know, although we have financial analysts, and it's one big division, they all work under team leads, and mm-hmm. so they all work a little bit different. And then they all also all work in different segments. Right. So, you know, what might fly for someone working in a large segment might not be might not uh, be the
1: same skill the set. same skill yeah. set
2: needed for. A small segment. Right. Um,
1: so you mentioned you have a pipeline all the time and you know yep. being in sales that's I love that word pipeline. Right. So <laughs> uh, talk to me like how many candidates do you have because I know how many people you have to phone screen to get a candidate right to, to my desk. So how many do you have in the pipeline at any one time? So
2: any one time I'm usually looking at 25 pretty hot candidates. So Um, that includes interns. Mm -hmm. Interns can be included in my pipeline because we have a really extensive internship process here. Right. Um, I'm always looking, a lot of times they're juniors. We're looking at, okay, what are you, you know, do you like the division you're working in? What are, what are your plans? Are you wanting to go to Columbus? So Mm -hmm. if I know in 2020, we're going to have a role open in Columbus, I am definitely already looking at that person that we're vesting and onboarding have vested a lot of time in, in like they'd be a great fit I'm gonna start working that as well as I've talked to you know recent grads or somebody that I um, had received a resume like I'd said before and they just weren't the right fit for the team so I keep them in my pipeline I'm mm-hmm. really good about reaching back out um, a lot of people appreciate that they might already have had a role at that time but I'm like hey I just put the bug in your ear we are gonna be looking in mm-hmm, you know right. four or five months so if anything doesn't work out
1: Um, let me know. Yeah and I think we changed the process a few years back on the interns uh, Mm -hmm. uh, as far as I can remember and making sure that we were really looking for people who wanted to continue on in in this particular business. Absolutely. Sometimes we get interns that decide this isn't for them but how many of our interns do we hire? About 50%. Okay. That's pretty good.
2: Yeah. It's (laughs) very good and I think one of the the things that we really look at is also, you know, we're not just gonna pick a music major to come in and work in financial (laughs) analytics, which is pretty uh, behind the desk, knowing Excel, um, very detail oriented. Mm -hmm. So we really are looking at now specific majors um, and you know, their interns are doing real real work dealing
1: with clients. They are very helpful to our employees. Um, I'm really impressed with the interns that we've had in the past and the current interns that we have they are doing real work and I'm, I'm Very very impressed and you know We had an intern a few years ago who was an accounting major Came in and did one summer internship in the accounting department and was like, you know kind of interested in what you guys are doing over there in sales and so Came back the next summer and interned as our sales intern, which mm-hmm. I usually have one or two And um, joined us full-time in sales when he graduated. Which is great. And it was
2: great that he came in as a financial analyst because that gave him the number side to Mm -hmm. when he goes out to bid jobs or prospect. It's That depth of knowledge is great for the business. And a well-rounded employee and ready ready to work here.
0: Right, And And that he had the courage to kind of speak up and be like, hey, I want to try something else. I feel like interns especially are may not feel like they can do that, but right. that he felt comfortable enough to be like, you know what? I want to explore other things yeah. here. And I think that's part
1: of the process. We're talking about hiring and interviewing right now, but you know, our HRD, our HR department does so much more than that. And mm-hmm. so you have a specific platform for them when they come in, they understand who they, you know, what, what they can do. They get to meet everyone in leadership. So they, they have the same opportunities that, mm-hmm. um, employees have. And that's that open door, open dialogue policy, which is really, Um, Again, I think that's part of the entire process from the multiple interviews to letting people meet everyone on our leadership team and immersing them in our culture completely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
2: And it's a good investment for the company. We
1: spend a lot of money on onboarding.
2: And so if you can't make that fruitful in the end for at least 50 percent, which is a great number to have, um, you might need to look at your onboarding experience, whether Mm -hmm. it's internships or onboarding in general
0: yeah so when you're also kind of thinking about interns what do you look more at school or experience when you want somebody I mean I guess it could just be interns or regular employees Mm -hmm. which one do you focus more on so this is a tough tough question so obviously for
2: entry-level either interns or employees um, more of an entry-level role it's more of we'll look at schooling. So, you got a 4.0 GPA, does that matter?
1: <laughs> yeah, tell me about that. I Children, seniors in high school. Absolutely. It the GPA. does.
2: I mean, we look at it. It's on the resume and we do look at it. Mm-hmm. Um schooling itself isn't as critical as um the experience, I would oh, yeah. say. Um Account manager-wise, we're not going to hire an entry-level person. They definitely need to be experienced. They need to have customer, you know, relations skills, client management skills, and people skills in general, Manage, mm-hmm. management skills in general. So um, it's just very dependent upon the role. Um, schooling is a great way not only to obtain the knowledge, but also um, if you're a sales consultant, alumni associations. It's a oh, great yeah. way to get you yeah. in the door. Um a lot of events get networking. your name out there absolutely networking mm-hmm. and it's good skills you know you're going to a college that um you're putting yourself out there you're making it to work or, or to classes on time mm-hmm. you're right. you know joining experience. groups it's absolutely a life experience s- and s- follows you for a long time but there are certain roles here at McGowan that it's not necessarily about the schooling
1: right so you've got all of these uh, resumes in your pipeline, you've got all of these candidates you're talking to, you have these positions you're hiring for from really what I'll call senior level level positions to entry level positions. What's the number one mistake in hiring? I mean, for, for us or just in general? Okay, so I would say, this'll
2: be a theme that you, going back from what we spoke about at the very beginning, was the number one mistake I think in hiring in general specifically here at McGowan is rushing the process Mm -hmm. Um, if we are not taking our time and vetting the candidate so it's a great fit for ourselves and a great fit for them um, it is not going to be a long-term hire and here at McGowan we really want to hire we we spend so much on our onboarding process we we are looking for the candidate that is wanting to have a career. The not a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. Um, we want a career because we promote um, you know, internal promotions. Oh yeah. It's it's a thing here at McGowan. We we recognize the value of that. Um so rushing through that process, you know, really we trying to sell remember. ourselves yeah. on the candidate we isn't can. always the best thing. We want it yeah. to be a good fifty fifty ratio. Yeah. We want them to want this want this position right um, and we can remember a time
1: when we did it I mean we all have done it we've all been excited for one reason or another or there was some shortened timeline that you know was outside of of everyone's control and we've rushed the process and um, anytime you rush anything you run the risk of making a mistake or missing Mm -hmm. something and so um, that's a really good really good tip Um, so you Mentioned earlier, I'm going to switch to pre-screens, <laughs> because yes. um, we don't know what it's like to be in your world. Mm-hmm. Um, we only get to see the candidates that have made it through your pre-screen and your mm-hmm. phone screen. And by mm-hmm. the time they get to us, even though sometimes we still pass, you've done a lot of work, right? This is like we the tip of the iceberg. So yep. tell us, what goes on behind the door? Like, what's one of the funniest pre-screen stories, uh, no names, please, right. that you've <laughs> ever had? So I
2: don't know that I necessarily have a funny, but I have one that's very, um, impactful and just happened last week. So I like to ask a lot of different questions when I'm doing my phone interview. It's my first touch with, um, with the candidate, um, one of my favorite questions is, you know, tell me about a useful criticism that you've ever received and what did you capitalize, you know, how'd you how did you overcome that or mm-hmm. how'd you take
1: that? Yeah, I remember um, that question.
2: Yeah. But useful asked criticism me. <laughs> or um I also, you know, love short term goals, which leads me to my story. So last week I I asked someone, um, you know, Tell me about your short term goals and where you see yourself in the next five years, which is also very telling to know if I if I'm looking for looking at a candidate that's really kind of a stepping stone candidate or someone who wants to find a place, a home and just build a career. Right. Um, In this this particular candidate. gave me a short-term goal that was very touching and real and raw at the moment. Um, If anybody has lived in Dayton or near this area, Um, Knows that we recently had tornadoes. Mm -hmm. And she said, I'm actually looking at rebuilding my life, not only for, you know, my career-wise, but also for my family. She said we were involved. We live in Beaver Creek, and we were involved in a tornado. It went right through my living room. Oh, my gosh. I got the chills. And I have four children, and my oldest was thrown 30 feet into the neighbor's uh, yard. Wow. Um, All safe. But their house was completely leveled with them in it. Wow. Um, So they currently are in a townhome, which she was very thankful for, to have the townhome. um, And they are just going through the process of all the paperwork and clearing out all the yard debris. Mm -hmm. Then trying to figure out, can we build back on the land that we have? Mm -hmm. And just going through all of that, um... And more importantly, it was impactful because of the way she handled the story right. and the way that she handled it with grace. And um, wow, still yet, very excited to get this job here at Innovative, MB and yeah. work her way toward that. Because she's a lot going on, and that would probably be the last thing I would be doing is accepting a phone call in an interview <laughs> in a townhome as I just had. Right. You know, my whole house leveled i have four children that have been through a really traumatic experience so it's it's things like that that i hear um that really tell me about the person Mm -hmm. and what Mm -hmm. i'm looking for in McGowan. because you know again as we talked about at the very beginning we can hire all we want for the skill set but if they don't fit the culture then they probably aren't going to be a long-term fit and Mm -hmm. we'd rather have a long-term fit and teach them um all the skill set they need
1: right right because we don't have machines here at McGowan Um, even though we have our wonderful podcast studio this we have human yes. capital yeah. and our people are our assets and we need them to interact with the workforce that's at, at our employers the same way um, that we we would interact with each other here at, at MB mm-hmm. and so Um, That's a really cool story. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, Yeah.
2: It's not not a funny one. It's a little bit of I know. It's not funny, but it's very impactful. (laughs) But those are things that you... you Yes, exactly. Absolutely.
0: They're telling. So um, switching gears a tad, as the multimedia specialist Mm -hmm. with all of our social media that we do, um, what do you... How does this play a role in the hiring process and do you give any suggestions or does that make you maybe not choose somebody because you've seen their social media mm-hmm. so what I have to say
2: about any publicly shared platform is that you should always be cognizant of what is being posted on your public platform yep um, social media especially mm-hmm. um, because anyone can look at your social media, it's a representative, representative of you, you're always selling yourself, mm-hmm. um, to whether that's employer, that's a school you wanna get into, that's, you know, it is a public platform. So right. anyone can look at it. Um, so treat it as such. Um, but I will turn the gears back to you, Kenzie, because mm-hmm. you are our social media. Uh, representative and for us it's hugely important because that is how someone is going to search and know our brand our culture and ultimately decide if they want to work for us or not that's the that you know applications are done over the phone now nowadays everything's done over the phone electronically so Mm -hmm. we need to be um one point with making sure that someone can look at our website and within 15 seconds know everything about what we're about yep and decide if they want to work with us don't want to work with us know know basically what they're getting into
0: oh yeah um and i in a matter of a click <laughs> i think too as i present and be online i mean we're obviously a very positive culture but i love to highlight the things that got my attention when i was applying here i was like oh They do volunteer events or, oh, they had a fun ice cream day or, you know, the little things like that is what makes a huge difference. And so I know whenever I look at like our employee social media, I'm I'm excited to see that they are representing themselves in the best way and sharing what MB's values are as well. So
2: absolutely. It's a
0: great way to get
2: to know, know a company. Mm -hmm. And I think the other um, going to that, our social media site or our career site, um, one of the best changes that we've ever done is interview employees on a specific role. So not only can I look at my phone, know what positions are open an, at MB, but then I also can, in a matter of a click, look at um, an employee that's actually working in that position. Yeah. Tell
1: me about it. Yes. Right. And so you know right away whether right. or not that'd be a great fit for you or not. Well, and mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier, you know, having Mago and Brave Enders social media tell our story and who we are mm-hmm. and how Phone screens and interviews are done on the phone or electronically. Um, how do we make sure that what people put on their resume is factual? I mean, I saw a statistic in higher right that eighty-five percent of candidates lie. I'm mm-hmm. using quotes for people <laughs> who can't see me. Quote unquote on their resume. Yep. That could be a tiny little, oh, I did this. I had this accolade to something really major. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you sift through that?
2: So. I think you can tell when things are embellished, um, and also going back to our long vetting process of interviewing, um, we eventually find those things out Mm -hmm. as we are going through the interview process. Um, So I think that's number one, is really taking your time with a candidate. If you have a question about something, you're going to probe during the interview process and really figure out what's going on we also um, do reference checks I think that that's something that's gone by the wayside that Mm -hmm. we still continue to do right Um, so we do reference checks and then also when I see something uh, on a resume you know we have a lot of a lot of people will will put um, that they have went went to college but they won't necessarily they almost make it look like they have a degree but maybe they don't.
1: They didn't put their end date. They didn't put their end date. It's it's
2: one of the one of the things that happens quite frequently. Um that I also yeah, verify. Mm-hmm. And then I say, just so you know in the future. Um, Maybe edit that. that yeah, edit there. that because yeah. I would want that. You know, oh, and yeah. I think there are people out there that just aren't aware. Right. They don't um, know.
1: They, I don't think anyone's being malicious. I think they just don't not. know. Well, I so, agree. And
2: definitely I, I'm very open and honest with them. And I want that advice. Yeah. So we're pretty honest yeah. with
1: that. Well, we hope mm-hmm. that this provided some information for our listeners today. I know we spend a lot of time on benefits topics. Today we spent some time on an HR mm-hmm. topic yep. that is very important for most employers today in this economy of trying to hire the right people and trying to drive talent inside of organizations. And we really appreciate your insights mm-hmm. in coming here today. If you have any ideas for future podcasts, you can email us at ann at healthierbirthdays.com or kenzie at healthierbirthdays.com. And if Lauren didn't scare you away with all of her <laughs> checking and vet- and we wouldn't be doing our job if we didn't say if you think MB is a fit for you and you want to learn more about that you can submit a resume online mm-hmm. you can talk to Lauren she's going to check your references and I'm thankful that you weren't the recruiter when I was hired <laughs> here um, but no you do a great job for
0: us and we really appreciate it thank mm-hmm. you so much thank, thank you for joining us Lauren yeah thank you and That's we'll great. see you guys all next time on side effects